Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Ashley Rick Roberts. I'm Nick Maritato. And this is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Ash. And we have so much to talk about with you today. Uh, guys, it's another crazy Monday morning. Y'all are on the treadmill, try, just trying to get to work. Yeah, running to work <laughs> on the treadmill. Every single day. And let me ask you a question. Do you think you're doing yourself good by running to work on a treadmill? Mm. You ain't getting nowhere. You're just staying in place, my friend. But what are we doing? Well, we're in your ears talking about reality TV. And also us our, and our lives. Our lives. Our lives. Nick and I had a very exciting weekend. Um, we started off on Friday doing nothing. I don't remember Friday at all. Friday's not the point. Saturday is the point, okay? The point of this weekend was Saturday. Friday we went to a nice holiday party. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that Come on. True. Don't, don't, don't. Uh... I forgot about the holiday party. I was so focused on Saturday. We had to wake up on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. for our, a day of Christmas activities, uh, a holiday extravaganza, you might say. So we went to this holiday party on Friday night thinking um, we're going to have to go home early, you know, be in bed by 10. We stayed out to like midnight having fun. Well, what time did we actually get home? Like 11? Midnight. Oh, midnight. Yeah. Because when we were dropping Zach off, I was like, oh, it's 11.45? Yeah. Uh, see, I think the thing is, no matter what time I would have gotten home, I'm not too sure if I would have gotten any more than four to five hours worth of sleep. Because of the anxiety over the day ahead? Not really. I just don't sleep at night. I don't go to bed at night. Right. Nick I, likes to wear himself out until around 3 a.m. when he has no other choice but to retire to the bed. Now, I would get on your case for hyperbole or exaggeration, if you will, but it's it's a little bit. I, I would say I, on average, I go to bed between... 12.45 and 2.15. <laughs> You've gone to bed at, uh, uh, before 12.45. You've gone to bed before 1 three times this year, I would say. Three times? Yeah, you it never go. To. No, I, I'll go, I would say once a month maybe nick and i have very different sleep philosophies i am i come from the camp of you need to prepare yourself for sleep so even if you're not tired you still like do your things your sleep stuff and then you lay down and it it, it even if you're not tired it kind of tricks your mind into going to sleep because you're like okay i wash my face i brush my teeth you know i put on my eye mask you do all the the rituals around sleep and then it makes your brain goes into oh now it's time to go to sleep and then you usually go to sleep nick like i said likes to wear himself out i come from uh camp anawana go to bed <laughs> uh so he comes from camp uh watch tv until you fall asleep and that's when you know it's time to go to sleep well you know i think with the invention of bluetooth headphones and podcasts it's yeah. allowed me to go to bed before i totally feel super tired but i i do the problem is i do feel tired but i am afraid to go to bed because then that means my night is over and that means my morning is close and all of a sudden I, it's the next day do you understand what kind of anxiety that is i do and i would agree with you except for the fact that you are a great morning person i do like the morning you are so happy in the morning you're a delight to be around in the morning i do like the morning yeah so I, I don't know what you're running from but the way you say that is as if at night, it's I'm not a delight. I'm just saying the there's a big the day, difference I... between the, the morning and night. Wait a minute. Now it's a big difference? <laughs> it's a huge noticeable difference between how you are in the morning and how you are at night. I, I have an issue with the evening. 
Um, because you don't like the evening. The evening to me means the day is coming to an end and you now have to reflect on how you spent that day and also the rest of your life and how you feel too much pressure in the evening is that what you're no, saying no i feel like the evenings to me it's just like oh the day is over stores are closed uh <laughs> you know like oh, what am i gonna i can't just be here right now mm. you know what i mean um forced to be present i yeah i don't like uh i don't like the idea that the day is over because yeah. that means i can't get anything else out of my day yeah and uh inevitably feel like a failure for that particular day yeah we were actually talking in this party about how odd it is that we decided to be comedians because we both don't like being out at night like you were saying you don't like nighttime in general and i personally as soon as the sun goes down i am ready to retire I would say that when there is a show, even though I have a show I'm performing at night, even though um, I inevitably am filled with incredible anxiety due to having to, you know, perform and getting there and being there, really it's not the performing that I'm afraid of. It's the being there that I don't like that mm. makes me antsy. Um, and so, yeah, I I do feel like, well, I feel like there's a big difference between wanting to perform and like not liking the evenings because I really don't like idle time in the evening. I don't like uh, to go out to like a bar because then it's like, oh, what am I going to say to these people? Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, we're not bar folks, folks. Yeah, we're not really big bar people. I would say that I was at one time in my life. I 100% was. I mean, really, my 20s, when I first got to New York, like from early to mid to quarter end of my 20s. I'll say around 28, I started shutting down the party. But I loved to go out. And I remember when I started comedy, I was like, I can't believe this is so perfect for me because I like to be out at night. And this is exactly what I have to do for this job is to be social at night. This is great. And now, you know, I'm however old I am. It's a mystery. And I, I think to myself, God, I never need to go out at night again. Isn't that funny how that works? They Adults warn you. They tell you it's going to happen, and you say, no, Grandpa, never. Not me. Not, Not me, me old man. I'm going to be at them clubs every night. Every night. And then you- Fist bumping. Fist uh, pounding. And then you just want to stay home. You, you you buy a puzzle with your loved one. And don't open it up for two weeks. We got to do that puzzle that tonight. A, that is another thing that we're dealing with. We have a puzzle that we've yet to open. That's it's a, very cool, though. It's an Edward Gregory. What is that? Is that his name? Gory? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think it's Gory. Um, you guys might remember it from your childhood, that particular artist. Listen, we're going to do the freaking puzzle, okay? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, uh, you know... Um, having anything to do with what happened this weekend because honestly on Saturday are it was an entire day I mean for, Saturday was our me and Ashley Saturday was if you like days and you want to maximize what you can do in one single day well then you should take a note out of what happened on Saturday because boy oh boy Ash did we have a Christmas adventure. Wow. Okay. So this all, this is now, I, I'm pretty sure a locked and loaded tradition for Nick and I and his family for the rest of our lives. It feels like, even though it did just start last year, last year was the first day of it. It is a all day Christmas um, adventure in New York City with Nick and his dad, Steve, and his sister, Gabby, and, and me. Uh, and what we do last year, we started with uh, meeting Santa at 
Macy's. So you go to Santa Land. You got to get an appointment. I don't know if you guys, um, non-New York listeners, if you can just go to the mall and see Santa where you are. But where we are, you have to make an appointment months in advance. And then you get in line. You go through a whole, um, it's sort of, it feels like a, a Disney sort of Epcot-ish setup. So you like, you you get on this train and I'm using uh, finger quotation marks here. You take the train to the North Pole. Then you're in Santa Land. You see all the elves slaving away on the toys. You walk through the mythical woods and then you go to Santa's cottage and you sit on that old man's lap and you tell him what you want for Christmas. Wow, Ash. Perfect. After that, um, last year we went to Radio City where, and we saw the, no, I'm excuse no. me, Rockefeller Center. Yes. And we saw the tree. We saw the people ice skating. We went and had a little holy moment at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Then we went to this like um, fun New York deli that had like a hot bar. We got some food. We watched the characters from Times Square, the people dressed up like Mickey Mouse or the Grinch. We watched them on their break, taking off their costumes and eating the pasta from the hot bar. Then we went and we saw Aladdin on Broadway. After that, we went to the Union Square Craft Market. And then after that, we finished the day at Pete's Tavern with a dinner. It was a perfect day last year. Now, Pete's Tavern, if you guys don't know what that is, that's where O. Henry used to hang out. It's the oldest restaurant in the city of Manhattan. Is that true? Yeah. Well, at least they say that. But then there's another restaurant that says that. And then there's some, you know, it has I know. Maybe I got a a confused with McSorley's. McSorley's is like the oldest bar in New York City. and Pete's Tavern's old. Pete's Tavern, the reason why I guess it's a Christmassy thing is because they just put a whole bunch of like Christmas decorations and lights. And by the way, if you are a New York City business owner, specifically a bar and or restaurant, just go ahead, go the full nine. Deck out your bar with holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, go crazy with the lights. You'll be packed. Your people just show. I mean, you can't, people will wait in line to see those dumb lights. Really, they, they <laughs> people just want to stare at lights and drink beer around Christmas lights. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane and intense. So I don't know why not every bar in this town doesn't do it. And last year, you know, it, like I said, it was sort of the perfect day, and it culminated at Pete's Tavern. the The finishing touch was on the fact that Pete's Tavern was so packed in the front. They let us in the back door into Pete's Tavern. We He's felt like, hey, come on over here. Yeah. Ah, all right. Come on. Sit down. I got a table for you. Exactly. We could not have felt more like regulars. So this year, we decided to recreate the magic of last year. Uh, but we wanted to switch it up a little bit. Obviously, we're not going to go see Aladdin on Broadway again because that's just too much Aladdin. So we picked uh, Radio City Music Hall as Christmas Spectacular. So what happened really was uh, uh, we, uh, my dad, who sets all this up, by the way, Steve. He, yeah. Big shout out to Steve. Don't think he listens to this podcast. Big shout out to Steve. But big shout out Definitely to Steve. Definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. He asked us if we were still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he goes, uh, he, you know, he sets all of this stuff up. He got us tickets last year to Aladdin. He was like, hey, listen, you know, my dad works for Disney. Um, and he's like, hey, I, I got a, I get a discount on a Frozen tickets. You want to see Frozen on Broadway? And I'd never seen, I haven't seen the movie Frozen. I know nothing about it. I, I don't think. Except for that song. M- my sister, Gabby, she's, you know, she's in her 20s. I mean, it's not exactly a nostalgia trip to go see a Disney a Broadway show. Although it, it would be, I'm sure it'll be incredible, but we don't know any of the references. We don't know the songs, the characters, none of that. 
So I was like, eh, let's not do it. And then I, I think I said, let's go see the Radio City Christmas show, uh, the Christmas Spectacular, because I think I may have gone when I was a baby, very young, and I'd never g- hadn't gone again. And as everybody knows, I'm turning 30 this year. So oh my God. it would be nice to sort of just, you know, see it. See it with adult eyes. Relive your youth before you turn 35. And hey, I, li- I am not <laughs> turning 35. I am not <laughs> turning 35. And I'd never gone. I'd never seen the Christmas Spectacular. And so we all decided, yeah, let's go do the Radio City Music Spectacular. Christmas Spectacular. Whatever. We were like, let's do it. And so this year that was going to replace Aladdin. But everything else was going to be the same. Okay. We're still going to go see Santa at Santa Land. We're still going to go to uh, St. Peter, St. Patrick's. We're still going to do Pete's Tavern. All of that. And um, it just so happened that getting tickets to this Radio City thing was quite an adventure for Steve. Well, you know, it just, I think it just takes a long time to sort of get some seats together, have them be decent seats. Have he had them to be do decent. a raffle. I think you have to enter a raffle. It's a lot of stuff. So uh, cut to him hitting us up with an email being like, I got the tickets. We're going on December 8th. Uh, so mark your calendars. Make sure that you're out in front of Radio City. Um, at 8 a.m. Just make sure that you're there at 8 a.m. sharp <laughs> and we'll, we'll be good. Okay, see you then. And we were like, wait a minute, what? Because last year we had our appointment with Santa at 10 a.m. We had to get in line by 930. That seemed way too early. Now this year we have to be there at 8 a.m. So we we were there at 8 a.m. We got there. We got there. Nick woke us up. Props to Nick, who is able to uh, wake me up. And he also got us a bunch of uh, breakfast goodies yeah yeah i got us all set up so we didn't have to worry about it we we got there we got there on time with a little time to spare but we did this was the beginning of the uh of the day going downhill nick uh, forgot something pretty important on the way to the rockefeller uh well, radio you could, city you could say i forgot it we could also say that you didn't remind me but um you know either or i well, guess since you're an adult and you're responsible for yourself nick forgot well, so Santa Land pin. Last year, when he goes see when he goes see Santa at Macy's, um, he they give you a little they give you a little pin. And we should say this is the iconic Macy's on Thirty Fifth Street, Thirty Fourth, whatever. <laughs> you know, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. This is, by the way, for any kids who listen out there, this is the real Santa you see. Most times when you're in a, a mall, these are Santas that are are kind of uh, renting out the space, um, and I guess uh, Santa allows it to happen. Not the Macy Santa. No, Macy Santa's real. Um, and you know that because the line takes about an hour and a half to get to him. <laughs> so that's how you know it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yes, when you're when you're done visiting Santa, they give you a little button, and that button commemorates the year that you saw Santa. So I made sure that I got my button ready to go so I can wear my button when I see Santa again, and he can know that I'm cool. Yeah. And what happened, Ash? Um, I put my button on and because I also saved mine and then we left the house and then we were on the train and I was like, where's your button? I didn't have my button, did I, Ash? No, Nick forgot his button. Yeah, I forgot it, but maybe when you grabbed your button, you could have yelled over, hey, don't forget your button. I could have, but I didn't. Why? Because I was trying to leave the house on time. Oh, yeah, it would have taken us 
Take you were yelling at me. You. Yeah, well, you should. You yell were back. yelling at me that I was back. being late, and so I was thinking phone, keys, wallet. You know, I was trying to just grab everything I could in a frenzy. When you because got that Nick button. is standing there uh, going, "We should have left ten minutes ago. We should have left ten minutes ago." Meanwhile, we, we get there fifteen minutes early. Yes, and that's because of me and my ranting and raving. Nick freaks me out every time we have to leave the house at a certain time. He yells at me that we're late for like twenty minutes. Like I'm standing there, I'm I'm literally plopping in my contacts. I, I've been awake for five minutes and Nick's like we should be out the door by now we always get there early and then I'm looking at him like you know I, I still got a toothbrush hanging out of my hair you couldn't let me get ready well first of all stop combing your hair with a toothbrush that's number one <sighs> It okay. was it was it was supposed to mean that I was in a friend. Whatever, but I mean, not to digress too much here, Ash. But yeah. would you consider yourself a timely person? So when this when we realized that Nick has left his pin, oh, uh, you don't want to go there, huh? <laughs> we realized Nick has left his button. He's like, well, that's it. The day's over. It's been ruined, and he he gets in a little bit of a kerfunkle, um, yeah, a well, kerfunk. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know it's a kerfunkle. <laughs> and then when we get to Radio City, we're early, so we decide to get some coffee. All the coffee places are closed except for the Dunkin' Donuts underground. God bless Dunkin' Donuts. So we go back into the subway and we're having our coffee in uh, the Dunkin' Donuts. For The subway is Dunkin' Donuts. So we are Hey, listen, if you're going to get Dunkin' Donuts in New York City, you're not going to get better Dunkin' Donuts unless you're underground, all right, by a subway. It's got to be... Ve- the subway fumes have to sort of be uh, <laughs> garnishing uh, your uh, cold brew in the morning. I'm enjoying the heat underground because it is incredibly cold outside. And then Nick's like, we got to go up there. We got to go up there and wait some guy's looking at me weird and well listen i haven't had good uh, uh good experience with people looking at me strange underground the past month or so that's so. true Did nick almost got in a fight with someone about a month yeah four weeks ago on my birthday yeah on my birthday i almost yep. had to punch a guy anyway listen <laughs> let's not take away from the christmas spectacular so we meet my dad and my sister and they're they're all happy we're all happy everyone's uh, so happy we take a lot of pictures in the Radio City Music Hall, like the little lobby that's so pretty. It did take us about 40 minutes to get inside of this place. That's why they had us line up an hour early, yeah. I assume. I mean, honestly, the Radio City Music Hall uh, uh, staff needs to figure out how to not make it some sort of like cattle corral. Get your shit together. I mean, wow. They, it, it, it's wild. I mean, what they have to deal with, I guess, every single day. But Yeah. So what's interesting is so we go to see a 9 a.m. show mm-hmm. and they have six shows a day. Now, wow. if you don't know what this Radio City Christmas Spectacular is, it's the Rockettes. Mm-hmm. That is who's performing. Um, and and you got to know who the Rockettes are. Ashley, you're not from New York City. Did you know who the Rockettes were before you moved to New York City? I did, but I think I associated them with a the sports team. Are they not associated with the sports they team? They are not. Okay, so I, I knew of them as the faint, like to me. Unless when- you're talking about the infamous Houston Rockets. N- what? The Houston Rockets are a basketball team. Oh. I was making a joke. I just remember I, I always knew the Rockets as uh, the the in the line throwing the legs up. That classic the move. Yeah, that's what I thought of when I thought of the Rockets. And this show is uh, basically the Rockets in a series of sort of unrelated vignettes. I mean, they they are all they all follow the same theme of being Christmas based, but there's not like an overarching narrative to these scenes. So. It's I would say like what six or seven different scenes. That yeah, they're little uh, musical interludes, or I guess they're just little uh, musical pieces. Yeah, and and the star of the show is Santa. Santa, he's, you ever heard of him? He's hosting, so he comes out, he welcomes us, and then. <laughs> Hey, hello, boys and girls. Welcome. It's mighty early, but I'm sure you don't mind. Meanwhile, we're like, 
dying. It's, so, <laughs> it's like, so yes, he's the host of the show. He takes us through all these vignettes. We had great seats. Probably the best seats I've ever had anywhere. I mean, they were incredible. We were like 12 rows away from the stage. By the way, if you guys know of the um, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Claymation movie that everybody loves, yeah. you love it, right? I yeah, can do an, I love I, it. I, that's where my Santa comes from, my oh, impression it's a good of Santa. One. She goes, he goes like this. Ready? Here's my impression. Oh, 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 mama. That's, a, that's my impression <laughs> of him. But he's a boy with a red nose. He can help us. That's not a line from the from the show, from yeah. the movie. But um, I digress once again. So we go through all this thing. How did you like the Rockettes? How did you like the show? I liked it. It was it was entertaining. It wasn't, um, it was clearly for kids. It's a, it is a kid's thing. It's a kid's thing. And apparently, I had to go and go to the bathroom. Apparently, mm. I went at the worst possible time. Mm. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Everyone tsk, in the tsk. group let me know. Except you for mi- your sister, Gabby, that was like, ignore them. It was fine. No, you didn't no, miss anything. No, no, You missed the Santa number. Yeah. That's when there was all, all the Rockettes dressed up like Santa. And they were all over the theater. And they were doing so much fun stuff. Dancing and singing and doing some Christmas. And you missed it because you had to what? I had to pee. You had to pee, Ash. You had to pee. You know, later in the day, I thought it was funny when my dad was like, how old are you? You got to pee through things? Sometimes you got to get up and pee? Like he was, my dad was disappointed in you that you got up and missed some of it. Well, later Gabby was like, I had to pee too, but I knew that if I got up, he would have sent him over the edge. Listen, when my dad is setting a a thing for us to do and and you don't want to miss any of it, I tell you, when you got up and you're like, excuse me, I have to pee, I was like, oh shit. And I did look over at my dad at that moment. And when he got up, he looked at you like, what? Why are you standing? You're standing over me to tell me something? You're not. I clearly don't want me to get up to yeah, move it took him a like, second and then so he got up and then he sat back down i looked over him he was like he like adjusted his shirt he like i saw him look, turn over to my sister and mouth something like where where could you possibly be going and then you Poor come gabby back. though has to go to the bathroom and it's like fuck ashley went to the bathroom now i definitely can't go she's to the bathroom learned. she's learned you hold it so after Radio City Music Hall, um, we went to we went to the tree at Rockefeller Center, and it was fine. And then we went to uh, yeah. If you guys, this is the other thing. This is the big Christmas tree, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. You got to go to Thirty Rock, look at this Christmas tree, and guess what? It's a big old tree. Yeah, we and took our pictures in front of you it. Stand near it. You look at it. You go, oh, look at it. It's so big. Fun fact: Nick's dad, um, who was who is part of the electricians' union, worked on that tree one year and put the uh, Christmas lights around that tree and put the star on the tree. Way back in the day, um, my my daddy put that star yeah, on that tree. One of those years, mm. and then we went to St. Patrick's. Now, last year St. Patrick's was. Um, it was the first time we'd ever gone, and I'm trying to remember highlights of it. I think the highlight was when the guy told your dad to take his hat off. Yeah, my dad had a hat on that day, and the guy in St. Patrick said, Sir, hat off. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, I had told you to take your hat off. Now, the they they I saw a person, a yeah. security guard, tell a man to take his hat off. They allow women to wear the hats. Yeah. They allow women. What is the significance of that? I don't know. Because it's not like the women had like, you know, big hats with like fruit in the top. Like like they were like some sort of like Church special hat. No, these were like, you know, toboggans. I don't know. It's the same thing in the South. Women wear very big hats at church and men cannot wear hats. It would be one thing if these women were wearing those hats. Because I don't know if you guys been to St. Patrick's Cathedral. But around this time of year, it becomes basically like 
the tree that it's you a tourist at. attraction it's a tourist you, yeah. i mean there's like hundreds of people in milling about yeah you know there's a gift shop um there's security cameras all over the place and it is maybe the most beautiful church ever i mean the thing it's is really gorgeous. gorgeous there was a proposal that happened in front of us but we didn't really catch it until it was over and everyone started cheering but it did happen like 10 feet away from us there were a lot of people in there cheering is a bit much for that people yeah. kind of Golf clapped. clapped at yeah, it. golf clapped. Um, you know, what did you think when you saw this person being um, proposed to in front of a bunch of strangers at St. Patrick's Cathedral? I didn't see the proposal. I just saw him get up and then people clapping. And I was like, oh, they just got proposed to. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. I okay. mean, I'm not a huge fan of a public proposal personally, mm-hmm. but I do like to be reminded about love, you know? Oh, that is nice. Yeah. So we sat in a pew for a little bit. And then when that got old, we got up and laughed. Mm-hmm. We had some trail mix. We, we really refueled at the church we did eat trail mix <laughs> in the church is that wrong is haven't that been sin? there in a while okay then we went to uh the deli that we went to last year yes now this is deli, like i said is a is, it's sort of famous because the Times square character workers will come there and they'll have their break there because it's two stories which is pretty rare for a, a a new york city deli to have a upstairs seating area and so we got our hot bar stuff and then we we went up there and oh Gabby had gone to Disney World over Thanksgiving. She brought Nick and I back mystery packs. Yes, of pins. Of pins. If you know that I'm a, anything about me, you know that I'm a big pinhead. And so we <laughs> <laughs> we went. We looked at our pins. That was fun. And th- we we all got food at this place. Gabby and I got from the hot bar. Nick got like a Quest bar or something. Yeah. And then Steve got. You got a parfait. A uh, parfait that seemed to be possibly packaged either by this deli or maybe another deli that kind of sells to this deli. But it wasn't like an official... It was a suspect parfait. Yeah, um, you know, my daddy's been working in... Uh, he's been working in Manhattan for 40, you know, well, 30 not... years. You know, yeah. I... I, I figure, and he, and he knows these places. Right. I, I figured he kind of knew the ins and outs of what you do and don't order at a glorified bodega, a deli. Yeah. Um, It was big, and they do have a lot of hot bar stuff, and we, you know. He I, got the parfait. He ate the parfait. And he took a bite. The first bite of the cookie parfait, he goes, oh, this is a little too sweet. A little sweet. But his first reaction to that was, oh. It wasn't like what you do when you eat something and it's sweeter than you thought. It wasn't that reaction. Cause when I eat something and it's sweeter than I thought, I go, Oh wow, this is really, this is really sweet. Yeah. Like it's something that I feel dangerous eating, but still I enjoy, you know, yeah. that wasn't his reaction. Not it was kind all. of like a guttural, I don't know. It's too sweet. And it was like, okay, well, all right, well we'll do that. And he hadn't eaten anything up until this point. That's right. another thing about my dad. he, doesn't eat he i think he just eats at night he'll have like a yogurt and a banana during the day um and he doesn't eat um much to the dismay of everyone around him because he you you feel like you're putting him out if you're gonna go and eat a eat a a quest bar somewhere like to sit down and have a meat an un if you need to use the bathroom or eat food don't do it around (laughs) steve or on steve's time (laughs) you know don't do it on steve's clock he's got a day plan yeah so we decided that at that point we're gonna start heading towards macy's we walked through Times Square. We saw the crowds. Steve had also been very excited about a peppermint mocha he had yeah. heard about. My sister had a peppermint mocha at some point. I guess my dad got wind of it, thought the idea was great, was talking about it quite a bit. We left there, kind of milled about in Times Square a bit. Then we made our way to a Starbucks for my dad's 
peppermint mocha. That's right. We all refueled on caffeine, and then we headed to Macy's. We looked in the window display of Macy's, and that's when Gabby realized that a bird had shit on Nick's coat. Forgot about this point, guys. Totally <laughs> forgot about it till right now, and it still irks me. Some fucking bird took a shit on my jacket. <laughs> His brand new jacket. I bought a jacket at H&M, okay? Yeah. And I'm not big on buying coats. I bought two coats last year. I was I was about 40 pounds lighter. I had lost about 100 plus pounds. I needed new coats. I bought new coats. Since then, I've gained a little weight back. But I bought those coats at my slimmest, and they were fitting me nice and tight the way I liked it. Tried the coats on when it started getting cold here in New York City. They fit. They're a little too tight. Yeah. Just a little too, a little uncomfortable. One of them is a big snow coat parka. Can't really break that out until it snows. I tried it on. It works. It's fine. When it starts getting crazy with the snow, if it ever does, I'll break it out. The other one was a like a nice gap coat that was kind of like a duster trench thing. I don't know. You've seen it. What would you call that coat, Ash? Your, your the, one, the, the wool coat. The wool coat. It's just a nice, like, businessy wool coat. You know that you would wear to a funeral or a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bag, baby. <laughs> meetings about funerals and funerals about meetings. Anyways, a bird had put shit on Nick's coat, and not not had. Anyway, it, I had to it? buy. I had to buy a new coat at H and M. It was cheap. It's only fifty dollars. It was cheap. But he bought it like four or four or five days prior. Yeah. And this wasn't just a little shit. This was probably the biggest shit I've ever seen. This motherfucking bird must have just eaten a parfait from a deli because it shit all over me yeah and, and it was very obvious it's yeah. not something you could hide it was it was bright white it was like the size of a handprint almost uh, uh, ash come on you're making me feel bad a child's handprint so i went and i bought a bottle of water from a hot dog vendor i i asked him for a napkin and i kind of shittily just you know no pun intended just uh he tried to clean it up it didn't work I wiped it away. wasn't working. Then I was basically, at, at this point on, my day was ruined. Yeah. I, I I get very neurotic about stuff like this. I can't let it go. Yeah. So we got, uh, we went into Macy's. We found the bathroom. I went up. I did the best I could. Uh, Macy's bathroom does not have any paper anywhere. So I had to sort of use my, I had to use my hand to wipe it down and then just run it under. There was no scrubbing available. Also, because it's the holiday season and it was a Saturday in Macy's. Chaos, um, folks. It was chaos. chaos. I mean, there was a line for the men's bathroom, which is pretty rare yeah. uh, in a situation. And uh, it was, I had to wait in line to do this because even though everybody was waiting for the urinals, I still felt like people were going to look at me crazy if I cut the line just to use the sink. Babe, I didn't know that. You yeah. should have cut the line. No, because, th no, I know how I would react. Yeah. So I tried to avoid that situation because okay. I was like, I'll wait in this. It wasn't that long. Okay. But I waited till somebody to leave a urinal so I could go straight to the sink. Meanwhile, Nick scrubbed the shit off his coat i'm sleeping on a couch in the macy's home department because um that's just a, some that's if you have an opportunity to lay down you should do it guys ninth floor of macy's go up there there's nice couches to sit on go so, up there nick gets his coat cleaned up we meet back up not with really okay by the way not really <laughs> and cut to we don't we're not going to end this long ass story with it i came home i, I ended up using some sort of dish, dishwasher solution I, I basically got 99.6% of what was on there. I only now know what's there. I can see a faint discoloration that will bother me until that coat bursts into flames mm. along with me in hell. But I, I, I do know it's there. 
just to let you guys know, if you ever see me with a with a navy blue uh, bubble jacket on, check the hood, guys. There used to be bird shit on there. <laughs> and then we get in line for Santa Land. Now, last year, we started off our adventure at Santa Land, and our enthusiasm for the day sort of carried us through the line. Well, we had just showed up there. That's where we met up with yeah, Santa Land. That's what I'm saying. We began our day there, so we were at the height of enthusiasm, whereas this year, our height of enthusiasm was pretty cut, was cut short because then all of a sudden we're sitting down and have to be quiet. So now we're at Santa Land. We're kind of tired. We've been, let's not forget, we've been moving around in Manhattan since 8 a.m. Ash and I got up at 6.30. My sister, my dad, my sister got up at 5. Yeah. <laughs> so now this is like hour 9 for them, you know? So this is hour like 7 for us, hour 9 for them. Santa Land's line was longer than last year because we had a, a 2 p.m. slot. And um, we, we noticed that this year there's just a lot of, freaking kids at Santa Land. Listen, and I don't want to go on a tirade here, but when I go to Macy's to see Santa with my adult family... I don't expect to see so many kids standing around, all right? So many kids. We realize we're the only adults there without kids. Yeah. What's up with that? What's, what's up with these weirdos? What's up with that? And last year, it was kind of fun that we were the only adults there without kids. This year, it felt it felt strange. Now, this seems to be, a, this is also a theme with this group of people, because uh, this same group of people went to Disney World like two years ago. Yeah. No kids involved. Yeah. That was wonderful. And I'm wondering now... We do have plans on going back to Disney World with the same group. Yeah. Will it be strange that we don't have kids in that? I don't think so, because I think Disney World has more adults going to it without kids than Santa Land does. Really? It's like, why would any adult subject themselves to two hours worth of a Macy's line just to take a picture with Santa Claus? Yeah. You do start thinking about that around the 45-minute mark. And I'd like to go ahead and just plug my Instagram here. It's Ashley underscore Brooke underscore Roberts. I did stories throughout this entire day and if you go uh, to my page and you go to my my little story setting this one is called Xmas Forever so you can go through our day and see what it was like yeah she saved the story guys it's a hell of a story and honestly start listening to this podcast from the beginning of this you guys can sync up each scene with this <laughs> story wouldn't work out time wise but you'll figure it out yeah we have faith so we get through this whole long line and we finally get to Santa and we forgot that Santa asks you what you want for Christmas. Like someone in our group was like, what are we going to say when Santa asks us for Christmas? Last year, we all just said world peace. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot we were supposed to tell Santa what we want. I start scrambling. I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, first of all, let's let's back it up. I mean, they were they were overbooked for our time slot. They were. Last year, there wasn't people watching you take a picture of Santa. You last got into this year, room all by you yourself. Went, Santa has a cottage, and when you went into the cottage last year, there wasn't like a group of family uh, families ogling you from the entrance, which was the case this year. It was a you know you're now you're under you're feeling you you're, know self conscious. You're putting on a show all of a sudden, uh, and also it's just like a group of you know like uh, two parents who have been standing there for two hours. They're wondering why this line's taking so long. And then they look, and at then these they four look they're like, oh, why are these four bozos <laughs> taking up time? I could be on uh, the ninth floor taking a nap. But so we get into Santa's cottage, and last year Santa he thought he got a kick out of us. Loved he, it. He loved was, us, Santa. Yeah, last year Santa thought it was funny that there were four. Or four 
adults. This Santa, not so much. He was just like, uh, okay, hey, what's what's going on, y'all? He's like, okay, so tallest people sit on the sides. and uh, He was like, basically, the guys sit next to me. The ladies can sit on me. Yeah, last year, the Santa was like, I got a leg for each lady. You know, yeah, he was, was having fun with it. He was having it. a good time with it. This Santa, n- none of us liked him. and he um, was, It was a little strange. And then so I sit <laughs> on one side of him. You know, me and my dad flank Santa. And then uh, Ashley sits on my lap and, and Santa's, and Santa's I was, lap. Yeah, I was half and half. That's yeah. And my, my sister had to sit on my dad's lap. Your sister sat on uh, Santa's lap Santa's and then kind of cut at your, your dad. <laughs> okay. So the picture, it shows that Steve is not really connected to our group. Yeah, because he's way <laughs> off to the side. Gabby has like her back to him and is sitting on Santa's lap. So Steve looks like just some guy that's sitting in the picture. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on both Santa and Nick's lap. I'm covering up half of Nick. You yeah. can only really see half of Nick's head. My head's just popping out behind your shoulder. <laughs> it was not not well done. They didn't line us up right. Last no. year we had an elf who, who uh, you know, directed us to get the best picture. This year's elf was just like, okay. Everybody's a little over it at yeah. this point. And so then we get to the point. We all kind of are sweating, <laughs> having heart palpitations. We all, we're, we're starting to realize the, the the strangeness of the situation. Gabby felt sick. She was like, I feel like I'm going to puke. Yeah, my sister almost passed the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's so getting nauseous. I get up. And I go to move, and then all of a sudden, Santa hits us with the question that we were not prepared to answer, really, which was, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for, what do you want for Christmas? And then uh, I started off, and I had planned this, and it sounded way, way better when I planned it, like a few minutes prior, but I said, Santa, this is what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> and I got it. This, this meeting you. And Santa looked at me. <laughs> I can't really do it justice on this podcast, but he was if you can mix confusion and disgust, <laughs> that's what Santa kinda... did with his eyes. He just kind of flinched and like almost the reality hit him and I at the same time. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Jesus, what? Oh, and then immediately kind of moved around, looked at Ashley. Ashley asked Ashley and Ashley said, world peace, cop out, total cop out. Santa was like, OK, great. You made it easy on both of us. Go ahead. Um, then my dad goes, and he had this plan for a while. My dad goes, I wanted an un- unlimited Macy's gift card. And then Santa went, ho, 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 that was a good one. <laughs> really liked that one, which kind of pissed me off. <laughs> my dad was very happy with himself. And he gets his jacket and goes, then my sister just kind of gets up and starts to get her jacket. And then he kind of gra- Santa, Santa grabs my sister's shoulder and goes, young lady what do you want for christmas she said what and santa was and she was like she was like huh what what do you want for christmas and then my sister goes this is what this is her quote this is my sister says the same thing (laughs) santa looked at her i mean looked at her with such confusion like but what do you mean and at that point i was fucking losing it i was out of the cottage i got up i grabbed my jacket i ran out they gave me my 2018 santa land button and i said thanks and i ran away we all ran out of there in a in a cold sweat um we went to go look at our picture i mean honestly ash, the same thing I, ash when we were waiting for the picture at the end of this thing i mean yeah. if you look around at our group after all that i mean could, <laughs> Have you seen like a, a, a bigger group of sorry sons of bitches? We all I mean, looked upset. We were all like, Gabby dejected. was like, "I'm gonna have nightmares about that." Yeah, my dad kind of, my dad had his hand in his head, his yeah. head in his hands, like as if he was just like, "I, I don't know what I'm doing with what's going on here." It's yeah. Just, 
That didn't work. He start immediately started. He got. We saw the picture. He saw how distant he was from the group. <laughs> how much space there was between uh, uh, us three um, and us. Santa, and then my dad. It was almost like you. You said it was almost like he was cropped into the yeah. picture. It was. He looked at that immediately. Looked up at us and was like, "Who let this happen?" He's yeah. like, "What's going on?" He's, He's like, like, "Next year we all got to scoot in, no matter how yeah. uncomfortable." <laughs> He we all already, gotta scoot in. He's already planning on next year's picture. He's like, oh, he's like, my my sister was like, next year. He's like, I'm never gonna do this again. Like she was, we were all kind of like, I could not wait to leave Macy's at this point. Yeah, same. Also, there was another picture that they kind of got us on really yeah. quick, where we were in front of a green screen. When you're waiting in line, you get a picture in front of some fake snow. Yeah, that was pretty bad too. Uh, I, I don't know. Everybody, it kind of left us all kind of high and dry. We were confused. End. We all spilled out of Macy's and it was, in fact, snowing. Uh, the same thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I told Santa that this was my, I mean, I realized I realized later when I told Santa this was, like, he was probably like, is he being serious? Like, what kind of <laughs> freaks did this? Like, these adults. Anyway. Um, so then we left there and we went to the, the Christmas market at this point, Christmas market in Union Square. We walked all the way down to Union Square at this point. I felt like, I don't know, 16 below zero. <laughs> so cold. No one could fill their hands. Wild. Walked around the most crowded Union Square Christmas market. Yeah. Looked at tchotchkes. And at this point, everybody kind of started to feel it a little everybody, bit. Everybody. We're all looking at each other like, like, what have we gotten ourselves into? All of a sudden, people started picking apart the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> yeah. That's when we started hearing from my dad how disappointed he was in Ashley that he got up and peed. <laughs> she got up and peed. And then uh, this is something I didn't tell you. We lost my dad at one point in the Christmas market and me you and my sister were sitting on a rock like waiting for him and i called him up and i go i was like dad where are you he's like ah i'm over by the the city bank holiday uh area and i was like oh, okay and then he i was like oh, i'll come find you i know where that is and i'll grab you and like on the phone he said he goes um he's like yeah I think they made this thing smaller this year <laughs> he's like he's like listen now all i know is an aerial view it's supposed to be a full spiral i think this is only half a spiral like, <laughs> he was like upset that they even the market was a little worse than last year which i was like how much more do you want they're selling wallets at every other one of these things and yeah. beads and essential oils you yeah don't, don't buy graphic tees wild so then we find him and we add about 45 minutes to kill we're so hungry we're so cold freezing. everybody's freezing all i want to do is go into raymore and flanagan's which is across the street because i'm like we can sit on their couches you know i'm taking a note out of the macy's experience and being like let's regroup on some show furniture yeah that got struck down pretty quickly immediately we walked over to this place called rolf's which is uh, over by pete's which is another holiday themed german restaurant it's a bar with lights and we walked and we looked in the window for a second and it was uh packed it was busy oh you know what we're missing a really big important part of all of this which is that this particular day december 8th and sat saturday in new york city was santa con mm. so on every corner every three feet you're dealing with a drunk santa a drunk santa chain smoking drunk elves. yeah 
Everybody's uh, smoking. Everyone's in your way. Everyone's drunk. I, they're, there they was all... a couple of high Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers yeah. walking around. It was nuts. Luckily, it was early enough before they started fighting on the streets. Right. So, you know, after about 30 minutes, we walked over to Pete's. Luckily, they took us in early. It looked like everything was going to go A-OK from here on out. We got our table. We sat down. Soon as we sat down, ordered some drinks. Look at my dad. He is ghost white <laughs> and sweating. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? And he's like, uh, this year, I don't know, man. There's something about this year. It's just not working out this year. And we're like, what? He starts like, he starts spiraling. Like, before we kind of got like, to the bottom of it. like, we should have gone to Santa early. Yeah, we should have like, did the show later. And then he started to pin whose idea it was for Radio City yeah. Christmas. He's like, all I know is that was not my idea. He's like, Nick, I think that was your idea. And I was like, all right, I'll take the blame for that one. And then he was just like, yeah, well, you know, it was funny. Like, we're all like actually having a good time and laughing about it in the moment. And it was fun to hang out with everybody. It's good to hang out with family. And it was fun. Yeah. The bigger picture of this day was that it was great to, you know, spend time with everybody. And we had a lot of laughs. Steve went right over Steve's head. Steve immediately was like, well... You win some, you lose some, guys. Too bad this day sucked. <laughs> We're like, this has actually been like a great bonding experience. Nah, this was a bad day. But we all got to spend time with each other. No, and... this day was shitty, and I apologize to everybody. <laughs> we I'll love try to each do other. A, I'll try to do good next year. It we was formed like, memories. And I was like, why is this guy mental, like completely he, he losing? From soup to peanuts. Yeah, the soup to nuts this day, huh? From <laughs> soup to nuts. And then so he goes, so it was like, uh, what's going on with this guy? And then he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go to the bathroom. And then he comes back and he goes, Well, he's head is his his head is in his hands again. We're like, What's going on? He's like, I think that uh, peppermint mocha. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on with that peppermint mocha in my stomach. And we're like, the peppermint mocha? What are you talking about? Then we're like, he's like, ah, something's not right. Something's not right in my body. Something's not right. <laughs> we're like, you think it's the peppermint mocha or that parfait you ate at a deli? And he was like. Could have been the parfait. Could have been the parfait. Turns out this guy's violently ill. Yeah, severe food poisoning. He orders a steak. Immediately the guy comes back. He's like, by the way, could you package that steak to go? (laughs) (laughs) He watched us sit there and eat steaks and whatever Ashley had from ravioli. and, And then he had like a steak in a bag sitting in front of them and we had to finish our meal this guy had severe food poisoning Mm -hmm. finally we 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 leave pete's we had to get him in a cab him and my sister they went and they got their car and they my dad drove them all the way home and my dad's been sick for a day and a half now and so he's just at 6 p it was us we checked in on him at 6 p.m the next day and he had just kind of gotten up to try to eat his first meal he had severe food poisoning folks don't trust the parfait. From soup to nuts, guys. <laughs> From soup to nuts. So I mean, but that the moral was... of the story is that we did have a lot of fun. Uh, everything just went wrong. Yeah, but we enjoyed each other's company. I mean, it was a wild ride. Everything went wrong, and this story took us about forty-five minutes. Jesus to Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, we don't want to leave you uh, without um, some uh, reality TV talk. Um, so we're not even going to take a break. We'll roll right into it. Um, just before we started recording, Ashley and I were like, well, what are we going to watch? And I've been wanting to watch this for a while. I just haven't been able to pull that trigger. And luckily, Ashley was happy enough and nice enough to me to allow us to uh, watch some real reality trash, folks. Mm. We watched the first episode of season 11 of... What the fuck's the name Marriage of Marriage Boot Camp. Marriage Boot Camp, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we take a break. So we can get, get our bearings. Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars. It's we have never watched this show before. Season 11, folks. That's a lot of seasons. Yeah. I was a little worried that I wouldn't be able to kind of get 
on board without knowing the premise or what's going on. Boy, oh boy, are they going to reference other things from other seasons? Uh, we chose this because Pauly D is on season 11 of this show, and um, I didn't even know what other reality stars were on there. And uh, I was like, oh, Pauly D, big fan. Let's let's do this. Let's see it. And honestly, Why is Pauly D on the show, by the way? I don't know. I wonder if he signed up for this or they filmed this before they started doing... They must have. It has to be before the Jersey he, he, Shore he, reboot. He wouldn't have needed this. No, if, this must they, but they must have paid so much money for him. I mean, for real. So, uh, the people that uh, were on uh, are on this season mm-hmm. of, of Marriage Boot Camp reality stars. Um, well, we have Polly D. Yeah, and Aubrey O'Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Aubrey O'Day was from Making the Band. She was actually already on a season of Marriage Boot Camp. Like, believe the it or not, third or the fifth season. Was of that she show. a pussycat doll? I don't know if she was. I don't know if she was a pussycat doll. Whatever that band that Fifth they Harmony. Fifth, no, she wasn't part of Fifth Harmony. I don't even remember. But she was in a group. Yeah. With a bunch of other women, and um, she became the star, the breakout star on that show, mm. or in that show on that gr- in the group, all that stuff. She says in in the intro to the show, she doesn't mention the band, but she goes, "I've been in a ton of reality shows. So many reality shows." Okay, folks, we had a we took a quick break to find out which uh, band she was in, and it was the group Danity Kane. Yes, Danity Kane. Totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Not that it's of note or merit at all, but still. We wanted to get it right. Yeah, and she, and she had a uh, an affair with Donald Trump Jr. It seems Boy. to be. I mean, I just Googled her just to find Ugh. out the band, and it's uh, the headlines are... Uh, Audrey O'Day, who had a ledge affair. Aubrey. Aubrey had a ledge affair with Don Jr. Aubrey O'Day references Donald Trump Jr. affair in New Pick. Uh, all right. Well, so we got those two, Aubrey O'Day and Pauly D. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Mama D and Ernest. Mama Ooh. D is from Love and Hip Hop uh, Atlanta. Now, I've never seen one episode of anything she's been in. And I got to say, after this one, this single episode, I might be her biggest fan. Now, Mama D is a star. There's she's a reason incredible. why she's on the show. I mean, she's a she's a, a bona fide star. Incredibly entertaining television. So fun. And honestly, she was the she was the star of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She I think was the star is. of this episode, I feel like. Um, Ernest makes me laugh, too. I liked Ernest. Ernest makes me laugh, we too. We learned early that she snitched on Ernest, got arrested sent him to prison for seven years yeah they were married and they and she uh he's he's she snitched on him he came running back after yeah, eight years or and whatever. i love yeah. that yeah uh kim richards and win i don't know when although i am a real housewives of beverly hills fan which, i would say aficionado uh i well it's one of my it's one of my main shows mm-hmm. i love that show or loved it when she was on she's not on anymore and honestly the show has taken a dip although it was a little sad her last couple of seasons she had some um she was abu- she was abusing some stuff and who knows what it was but she was being called out on the reg mm. on that show and it was really kind of embarrassing um and then this guy win who i don't really know when he was never on the show yeah um, he's just like an older rich dude he's an older rich dude who's like a still kind of like a, a playboy he wants to have sex with 25 year olds is um, what we learn yeah and uh kim is on there kim's looking great honestly she I, I now i'm not a housewife uh watcher but i love kim's faces 
Yeah, no, she's got great. She's got she great eyes. Always looks eyes. like she's in shock. Now she was an she was an actress when she was a young a young As woman. As she should be have been. And so maybe that's where she gets it from. She yeah. can really tell a story with that face. Mm-hmm. You got Kwani and Puma from Black Ink, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Ink's a show on VH1. I watched the first season of this show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that there was a point in which I was in New York City and I googled. Where the Black Ink Studio, because it's about um, ta- a tattoo artist, very, very hip, cool, sexy tattoo artists in New York City. And um, I was like, where is it? Maybe I'll just walk by it. And it's in Harlem. It was like like an hour away from where I was. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go up there. So that's my relationship with that show. <laughs> and then we have Desiree and Chris from The Bachelorette, another yeah. show that Ash and I are really not that into, unfortunately. I'm sure a lot of you stopped listening to us once you found out that we don't watch that show. Well, one day. But uh, they, uh, you know, uh, she was The Bachelorette. Uh, she chose him. They yeah. actually got married. They had a kid. They had a kid. And they seem to be the most boring couple so far. Well, let's go through who the couples are, because I believe this season either just wrapped or maybe they're at the very end of this season. I think yeah. it may have wrapped. So, guys, uh, we don't know anything about the show. I, 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 uh, we, we don't know really how to talk about it. I guess we'll talk about what we thought about it. Uh, but let's first just go through the couples, what you thought of each couple. So, yeah. what did you think of Aubrey O'Day and Polly D? Like their dynamic together as a couple. You know, and any other notes? Um, Aubrey seems to be uh, a woman in distress. She seems to be, I think that she's had a big victim narrative in her life, seem mm. to be coming through. Immediately, first episode, she starts saying, no one has tortured me like my mother, like you have. Which um, is, yeah, except you, yeah. It, it, except you. And it's like, we weren't even talking about her mother, and she threw in about the fact that her mother tortures her. Yeah. And, and then Polly's kind of looking around being like, <laughs> what I sign up for? I don't know what I signed this. Polly D's never you. been in a relationship. He's a grown man, he's thirty-seven years old. Now that's a lie, right? He's forty. I'm thinking. No, I think he's thirty-seven. Okay. I think that works. Um, he's never been in a relationship. She's like, there are all these rules. He presents things as uh, I have a choice, but it's really I have no choice in the matter. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, oh my god, I bet Polly D is so controlling. I can kind of feel that too. I feel like the choices are, you either change everything about you or you get your shit and get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. There's your choice. It's just yeah. like, well, I don't want to leave, so, right. you know. Um, yes, Paulie seems like he has a sense of humor. I was very interested in seeing him on this show. Yeah. Because he really does not open up on Jersey Shore. At all. Especially on these new ones. And honestly, Ash and I are about 12 episodes back on the second season of The Family Reunion. One day we'll catch up, but... um. He's just kind of like the guy who's getting the party started. He's um, he's the sound bites. He's the sound bites. He's allevi- He's uh, alleviating all of the stress yeah, in the, in the room. Yeah, he takes the pressure out of the room. He sets a lot of pranks up. He's a lot of fun. He's got a fake uh, showmance with- He's um, everything except for deep. Yes. And so I was like, oh man, is he actually going to open up on this thing? We're going to actually find out a little bit about Pauly D. And I'm yeah. actually excited to find out because he does seem to be kind of uh, submissive to this process so far, right? Well, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely going through the protocol right now. Yeah. For sure. So we got Mama D and Ernest. We spoke a little bit about them just before, but Love anything else? Them. But what about their 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 relationship they together. seem to be so far i would say they seem to be the most in love 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. The most in love. Now, their whole storyline seems to be that Ernest is, and he said this, is not sexually attracted to Mama D. Yeah. Um, needs uh, prescription pills to get his you-know-what up. And Mama D does not like this, wants mm-hmm. her to sort of take hold of her and, 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 uh, you wants know, him. Yeah. wants him to, you know, treat her to be like roughed a, up a little yeah, bit. She wants it. And, and she wants her, a pounding as we say in the audience, <laughs> oh my, in, the in, the bus- audience? in the business. What friggin' audience are you sitting in? <laughs> Jesus Christ. My God. I started sweating when I heard that. Um, and then, so <laughs> as we say in the business, what business? <laughs> Surely not podcasting. Anyway, um, Ernest, by the way, is is kind of making me laugh. I enjoy Ernest. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like I'd want to be friends with Ernest. Me too. I don't know. Er- I, I'm all, like Ernest is probably my favorite person on this show so far. We got Kim Richards and Wynn. I like him. Don't like this guy. Wynn is a slime ball. Kinda. Could not be more unlikable. I really don't. I hope they don't end up kind of go, going to the altar together. I it hope seems they break like up. What that is is like <laughs> at the very end, like you kind of you know do like some sort of a, what looks to be like a marriage ceremony. And yeah. I'm not really into it. I like Kim. Um, a lot of this episode, uh, he ta- she talked about um, her deceased ex husband. Yeah, Monty. Monty, who we saw quite a bit of. In uh, Beverly Hills. Oh, really? Yeah, Monty would come over. Monty was very sick. He had cancer. She kind of took care of him. Mm. They he would come over to her house and they would kind of just hang out. They seemed to be like totally in love, like mm. you know what I mean, but yeah. not really. And it, and it kind of turned into somebody her, her kind of being a little bit maybe of a caretaker at the end rather mm. than. Super sad. Totally, uh, I think, has something to do with her substance abuse, you know, Aww. and her dealing with a lot of that stuff. Plus, Damn. had she had a famous, uh, you know, I think famous parents and her sister and her were child stars. And, uh, you know, a lot of makings for somebody who's kind of screwed up a bit. Um, she spiraled, by the way, Ash, after she was kind of on the show. She, um, I believe, got caught stealing from a hotel. Ugh. It was pretty bad. Anyway, now what about Kwame and Puma? Kwani, excuse me, Kwani and Puma. I like them. I like them too. Yeah, I like this couple. P- Puma is soundbite worthy. A hundred percent. He seems really kind of like a funny guy who's able to sort of be relatable on TV. Agreed. So far, what I'm seeing from Kwani is a lot of side eye. I like her because I feel like she's a good companion for him, like in a comedy duo. Like she's just calling him on his shit all the time. Completely immediately calling. Their problems seem to be that it's a little weird sort of Puma's problem with Kwani, which is like they got married a few years ago and she won't take his name. Yeah. Which is kind of like a little antiquated. It's yeah. just like, well, kind of get over it, I guess. You guys are married, but I don't know. It seemed to be important to Puma, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pry. I, it, you know, your your things are your things. And she's like, I don't want to take your name because I'm already just only associated with as like your other, your significant other. Is that true? Is that what's yeah, going on? Yeah, that's remember here? it said like, uh, welcomed Puma and his guest yeah. in the room okay, and all yeah, of that. You're right. Uh, Puma also is having the issue with Kwani calling, um, kind of um, calling he, him a bitch. Calling him a bitch. Yeah, he's that, like, she likes to demasculate me when she's mad at me. Um, is it em- emasculate? Emasculate. Thank you. Demasculate <laughs> is funny. Uh, and then you got Desiree and Chris, which. Who are they? Who knows? Why are we interested in them? I guess because she was on The Bachelorette. Here's Everybody. my question for you, Nick. Do yeah. I find this couple boring? 
um, just because they're the, like a bland white couple with brown hair. You can, but you could be a bland. You could be a white couple with brown hair and and have a lot of fun out there. You Why know are what they I mean? so boring immediately? They just they. Here's the thing. They immediately kind of felt stuck up in a way. Oh, you're when right. They, came they into do the house, feel a little rigid. They were kind of like. Mm, they have okay. a rigidity to them. They don't seem like they're ready for this type of TV. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, they uh, they think they're from a respectable show. Yeah, it's just like, eh, I don't think so. And I assume that maybe she, you know, she kind of thinks of herself because she's a bachelorette and that's such a franchise. Yeah. You know, kind of thinks very highly. Royalty, of her, reality roi- television royalty. Uh, reality. Reality. Um, um, but then, you know, you show up and then, you know, Kim Richards is there and she the was- queen not you know she or was she, queen? she was a queen that's at a point definitely more famous than uh desiree yeah and mama d uh probably more famous than desiree I yeah mean, mama d is kind of a household name depending on what type of reality you watch and then all of a sudden Polly d walks in at the end and kind of shits on everybody <sighs> wow. by the way how great when the entrances everybody's like i kind of recognized you i kind of as soon as Polly d walks in at the end everybody's like whoa <laughs> holy shit this is gonna be a good season yeah mama d's like the new jersey shore is here <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she got up and toasted him, yeah. and it was everybody was excited. A, a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun. And then, so in this first episode, we get to know the couples a little bit. We kind of find out what we explained to you, what their issues were, and then it was kind of a prom themed episode. Everybody got yeah. a corsage. This show seems to be based on um, elaborate sort of scenarios that they're going to be putting the, the drills. Drills, that's what they call them. They're going to put the couples through. So this was a prom. They dressed up. They got um, they got super superlatives prom superlatives like biggest train wreck most likely to leave first and they took prom photos while getting um a deep talking to by our two counselors dr ish and a woman whose name i don't remember was her mrs v or something yeah. oh dr v dr, dr. V. v she said something dr. i found ish. very strange where she goes i have 25 years combined experience in psychology what does that mean 25 years combined experience yeah, just say 25 here, years four here uh, no six months there just say 25 years mm. combined what does that mean does that mean that she she did like um she thinks she did a year's worth of work in six months so she's like it was actually it technically would be a year of work but i did it in six months what I, is that? i'm confused i don't maybe she counts her schooling i don't know i don't know what's going on i didn't really i wasn't vibing with the doctors don't know him yet that i much. like dr ish's yeah he's a cool suit so yeah, so it was very prom. All this prom stuff. Immediately they go into a they go into the next room. They all have to get into like eighties prom gear. Yeah, they got a bad band and then uh, lip syncing in the they corner. Had a prom band lip syncing, and then they had a um a song like a sound alike song that they put the words up for each couple. Yeah, that was about the couple yeah um and they had to dance with one another in front of everybody and very had, embarrassing very embarrassing and they had corsages that represented their issues yes uh, so like Polly's d's was like a little black book yeah Aub- aubrey's was like a ball and chain because she always feels like a burden in her relationship yeah Ernest's was like a sunflower with a bunch of like viagra in the center because he has erectile dysfunction ED. is what ED. we learned Yikes. on this episode while they got freaky on the dance floor yeah. and then someone was like i don't want to see my grandma getting freaky well who was that uh i think 
Puma may have said something about 50-year-olds getting down. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Mama D put her tongue in his ear. He got sexual. It's and funny. L- let's just put it this way. Mama D's corsage had a whiskey bottle on it. Oh, yeah. We learned she's an alcoholic. And she drank. She, she drank. Got drunk. She got fucking drunk. This, this episode, episode ends with them fist fighting. And, and, and that was the cliffhanger. Yeah. It's They're like, slapping each other in their room. And then it's like, yeah. tune in next week. And that, that, that I mean, that's yeah, it's a good beginning. And I'm going to ask you this, Ash, as I ask every one of our guests. Yeah. Basically just one that we had once. Julia Johns. Check that episode out. Yeah. Ash. Wait, has Julia ever done this show? Yes. She was on our <laughs> Very Cavalry episode. Oh, right. Natasha also. We uh, did that too. Anyway, what's your question, My Nick? question for you, Ash, is will you continue to watch this show? Yeah, let's go watch the second app right now. I know. I kind of want to watch the second app right now. I'm down. All right. Well, we'll let you know how what we think on uh, future episodes of R- Reality Blow. I almost choked. <laughs> Reality Blows. Folks, uh, that has been the show. I do want to let everybody know um, that on uh, on Wednesday, even though the challenge is over, uh, Wednesday morning, uh, afternoon-ish, uh, check your feeds because Ashley and I will have watched the first part of CT Gets Married. We are going to recap the two-part series of CT Gets Married because, come on, CT Gets Married. we got to see this thing. Um, and so we are going to have like a nice discussion recap on those, so make sure that you continue to tune in. And um, uh, please... Follow us yes. on uh, Twitter, at RealityBlowsPod. Email us at RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find Nick on Twitter and nope. on Instagram mm. at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. And like I said... Go check out my Insta stories. It's called Chris Xmas Forever. And my Instagram handle is Ashley underscore Brooke underscore Roberts. And please don't forget to rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. And as always, may the marriage counseling fix your fucked up TV marriages. And may Polly D be cool. Good night. Bye.